0: Admit all. Admit all. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Admit all. We're letting everybody in. Here's another one. Let them in. Hi, everyone. Can everyone hear me okay?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, great. What were you going to say, Brooke? Nothing? Um, let's see. So if everybody can hear, okay, because my microphone, I'm not using this time. Beverly has a slideshow, so we're gonna do that instead of my vo- voice today, which I think is really great. As long as you can still hear me, we're are, gonna... are you mo- are you muted? I can can't everybody... hear you. No, that's what I was wondering. Can everybody else hear me? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can hear you. I can hear you, Brooke. And other people can hear Brooke, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, can you hear both of you. Oh, uh, maybe it's this. Uh, How
1: about
0: can you hear it all? Can you hear me at all?
3: Yes. Okay, I'm there.
0: Good, 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 good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Hello and welcome to Zenful Conversations. Um, You can find us every single day having Zenful Conversations in a private group for women. We are in our fifth year. For more information on that and other offerings, please visit zenfulconversations.com. My name is Zenjen Brown. I'm your host, and we're here today with our very lovely guest speaker, Beverly Templeton. Hi, Beverly. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today
4: thank you you're welcome it's my pleasure to be here
0: wonderful let's just hear a little bit about beverly beverly templeton is a retired science teacher and nature communicator living in sarasota florida she is passionate about helping people to create conscious partnerships with tree beings for personal and planetary well-being beb is co-founder of the global tree lovers which empowers harmonious healing connections between trees and humanity and at the intersection of spirituality, education, and love. Beverly also offers wonderful reconnecting to Gaia events, music of the plants and gong in the garden. These events offer people the opportunity to reconnect to the natural world Advocating a holistic approach to personal and environmental well-being, Bev enjoys combining the healing tones of the gong and the healing sounds of nature. Beverly has many years of experience working with adults and children as a science teacher and a yoga instructor in Sarasota. She has hosted music of the Plants concerts throughout Sarasota and St. Petersburg, and is the organizer of the International Global Tree Meditation. In addition to that, I'm hoping that Beverly will share about her relationship with the ancient redwood trees and messages for the Redwoods Project. Beverly, you are incredibly inspiring. Welcome to Zenful Conversations. Thanks for agreeing to be with us today.
4: Again, my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Um, you know, um, I thought I was—I would just go over your bio because it's loaded with incredible, interesting little woo each each little, mm, you know, little nuggets all bla- laced through that that are so enticing. Um, so let me just start first is ask if there's any questions from the audience from any from anybody any of the ladies here to start us off with that does anybody have any questions right away they'd like to get out go ahead um just unmute
5: yourself okay I just want to say that as a reader the first time that The idea of a living tree captured my imagination was when I first saw the Lord of the Rings. I saw those ancient trees that spoke and walked through the forest. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by the idea that trees are silent, yet they are the witnesses of so many things. And I do believe in the healing properties of hugging a tree. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to share with us today. Awesome.
0: Thanks.
4: Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. Um I I agree 100 percent It it was uh very inspiring to think of trees in a whole new way. And um and I I invite you today to continue to think of trees in, in, in new ways, new new perspectives. Great.
1: Beverly, if I could ask you please how young were you when you found your connection with trees mm.
4: <laughs> well i've always been interested in nature in the natural world and so that's been a lifelong interest in a variety of ways but the trees mm. really came in when i retired so about five years ago is is really when I started having the time to sit down and really spend the time with the trees because you know insects insects live on a very fast timeline and humans have a longer timeline than insects but trees have a very long timeline and so what I found To really connect deeply with the trees, you have to to become quiet, and you have to slow down. And I didn't have time to do that (laughs) until I retired a few years ago. Up until then, it was lots of work and raising children and so forth. So some of these things come to us a little later in life.
1: Did it pull at you in some way? Did you get pulled in that direction? Some kind of finding yes. connection with trees? Yes. That's...
4: Yeah. Um, absolutely. So um, I have this beautiful tree in my backyard. She's the camphor tree, and her name is Sophia. Oh, yeah. And she's very wise, and she has a a very big trunk. Okay. And at about five feet high, um, the branches start to come out and go up like rad- radially. And my husband built a little ladder for me. Ah. And <laughs> so I can climb up into the tree. And that's where I sit and meditate. And Diane, it's like I'm sitting in the palm of her hand. And when I st- started sitting there quietly and connecting to the stillness of the trees and nature um it was like she started whispering to me and she started sending messages and you know you have to be open to listen but that's really when things started to come through and um the very beginning was a channeled message. It's a global tree meditation, which we've been doing for a number of years now, where people all around the world, we get together in the same 24 hours and just really send love to the trees and and um beautiful. So, yeah, so that's kind of where it started. And then um, and then that that was the beginning. So messages for the Redwoods came from that, Um, Global Tree Lovers came from that, Reconnecting to Gaia all started coming when I was able to get quiet and and listen.
1: That's beautiful. You're so lucky. (laughs) Thank you, Diane.
0: Anybody else have any questions before we get started? Eileen? No? Okay. Um, Well, well, how would you like to start? What would you like to start on, Beverly? Uh, Because from what I understand, now, let me just say, first of all, a lot of these ladies will be going to a private one of their private events. So this tree, Sophia, you will get to witness yourself. Uh, I felt such an honor going into Beverly's Garden that I did not want to take any photos out of respect, um, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't even, I'm not, you know, going to sit in her meditation spot out of respect, but it, it it's, it's powerful, and from what I understand, and I can definitely see how you can receive messages in that location, um, the Redwoods was part, was one of the messages, yes? Yes, yes. You want to just go ahead and take it from there then?
4: Sure, sure. So last year um I was sitting with my friend, Sophia, and I received this message, uh, really a request to take people's messages and bring them to the redwood trees in California. And it seemed like an odd kind of message, but you know, when, when you're tree whispers, you respond. (laughs) So I sent out some emails to friends, and friends shared the email with other friends. And reaching out, um, it it took just a few days, and I had 72 messages from people all around the world, um, sending love and gratitude to the redwood trees. So, my friend Rhonda Richardson and I, we made our plane reservations. Uh, we flew out to Northern California and went to uh, Jedediah Smith Redwood State Park, uh, which is the northernmost part of the Redwoods uh, in California. And there were just beautiful synchronicities around this. Um, My friend Mary had a friend who lived close to the Redwoods. And so we met Garth, Garth's friend. Anastasia was going to be in the area, so she came with her dog Sparky. And we gathered around this tree that Garth um, had worked with for many years that he called Grandfather. And Grandfather Redwood has a burl or growth right on the base um, of the trunk. And you could sit on this burl. So it was like sitting on Grandfather's knee. So we were standing around Grandfather first, and we were approached by a park ranger, asked what we were doing. And we told her, and she asked if she could join us. So we said, sure. So it turns out her name is Wonderheart. Okay, her real name, Wonderheart. She just happens to have a heart chakra crystal bowl in her backpack, which she pulls out and starts to play for us and for the trees. And it was a beautiful, magical experience. We took turns sitting on grandfather's knee. And we read these messages of love and gratitude from people to the, to the trees. And you could just feel the trees around Grandfather. They were kind of leaning in so that they could hear a little bit better. <laughs> and then all of this lovely energy was sent through Grandfather's roots to the other redwoods in the area. So I, I think for me, sometimes I ask nature like for healing and or I ask you know nature if I'm stressed to help and what I loved about this project was that it gave people an opportunity to give back and I think that's important too it's an acknowledgement of all the gifts that we get from from the trees so um it was was lovely and and it it turned into over several months and a, a traveling exhibit in the uh, Redwood
0: State Park. So awesome. Do you want to um, go into your slides?
4: Sure. If you'd like to see them. Yeah. all right.
2: righty.
0: everybody thumbs up that you can see that okay
4: at all. So, okay, so this, these are the redwoods. Um, they're, they're huge, huge, immense trees. And if you've never seen them before, it's hard to really appreciate how big they are. So here's a picture of Garth. Okay, this man is over six feet tall, (laughs) and he's standing uh, between two redwoods in the Grove of the Titans. So these are ancient trees, um, hundreds, thousands of years old, and they really do carry the wisdom of the ages. Um, They've witnessed so much, and this is recorded, you know, in their physical bodies. So it was wonderful to visit with them. Whoopsie, come back.
0: Oops, sorry. (laughs) Let's try from here. Okay, (laughs) starting it, there we go.
4: Ah, There we go. So this was the the group that went out. Um, This is my friend Rhonda on the left. And there I am, second from the left, uh, Garth um and then Anastasia with her little dog Sparky so that was we were the four that met together in the park and then this is park ranger Wonderheart with her crystal bowl that she played for us uh this is a picture of Grandfather and you can see right here this is the burl that I was talking about this is the seat that we sat on when we read the messages and here uh, here are Anastasia and Sparky reading their messages and then this project had a second part um, where we enlarged some of the photos and we paired them with selected messages uh, created a poster and a video, um, which is actually going to be traveling to uh, selected visitor centers in the the national parks, in the Redwoods National Parks. And the beautiful thing about it is that there's a message board here. And so people who come to the visitor center can post their own messages to the Redwoods. And then uh, Ranger Wonderheart, takes those messages out from time to time and reads them to the trees. So um, beautiful messages from adults. Uh, The children, uh, if they couldn't write, they drew pictures of themselves hugging a tree. You know, kids get it. (laughs) So it was lovely. And then we had um, also some questions for people to ponder about their relationship. Uh, to the trees. What would change if people related to trees as people? You know, instead of just thinking about trees as a resource, you know, how would our relationship with trees and nature change if we thought of nature um, in a way if we shifted our perspective, I guess, is what I'd like to say, shifted our perspective about how we relate to trees and and animals um, in general.
3: Well, hopefully we'd stop killing them so much. (laughs) If we thought of (laughs) them. Yeah, and cutting them down. More as indiscriminately as we do. I don't
0: think anybody will disagree there. <laughs> I don't think anybody will disagree there. Um,
2: that that's uh,
0: and are you able to, Beverly? Are you able to? Uh, are we able to go somewhere to read those messages?
4: Yes, uh, there are two different places that you can can go to access the messages. If you go to globaltreelovers.org, um, The messages are actually all 72 of them <laughs> are listed there. Okay, um, cool. And then also there's, um, there's a, a beautiful video that we created uh, with more of the images of the the Redwoods more of the messages it's set to music and that's also can be accessed from the website
0: I will send those that link to that YouTube video tomorrow when I send the the replay link uh, but let's go ahead and get back to the conversation um that that was really fascinating does anybody have any questions on that go ahead Stephanie
2: um, not so much about the links, but just the respect of the trees. Um, I I walk daily, and I see a lot of the same trees. And I guess if I had to, <clears throat> I wouldn't let my dog pee on them to <laughs> show respect. Well,
0: maybe they like the dog peeing on
2: them. <laughs> do you think they do? That's Yeah. She said you were from Sarasota. Is that correct, Beverly?
4: Uh I'm in Sarasota now. I've been here for 23 years, yes. From you know all the
2: trees. trees. Okay. (laughs) Know all the trees that we lost for Ian. Mm -hmm. Yes,
4: many trees came down. Um I was very fortunate. I have three large trees on my property, and they all lost branches, but they all remain standing. And I felt very, very fortunate because all around me, neighbors lost trees. So um, we we were lucky. And, you know, right now there are wildfires that are burning in many places, and th- there are many trees that that are... <laughs> in danger of being lost or have been lost.
2: So, I was going to ask about the Redwoods a little bit. um, That they can still stand for so many years, the weather doesn't threaten them. I guess it can. Yeah,
4: so um, so it's a very interesting ecosystem. There's a just a very narrow uh band of land along the coast uh, where the coastal redwoods can live. And they okay. had a much greater territory, um, but 95% of the redwoods have been logged off. There's only five percent that remains. Um, but it's still a fair number. And they are along the coast. They've had some issues with torrential rains, which loosens the soil around the roots. And then sometimes they fall. And right now, there are wildfires very close to to, Mm -hmm. uh, Jed Smith State Park. So I would say those two events are probably the most threatening to them right now. In the state parks,
2: I can't imagine what one of those looks like if it fell over. Must be huge. <laughs> just, just the trees in my neighborhood, for me, and were were huge. So I can't even imagine the redwoods.
4: Yeah, I have some some photos. I don't have them, you know, up and ready right now, but uh, of some of these roots, and they are massive. But they're beautiful. They're like works of art. So, you know, even when the tree falls, they're still inspiring, they're still majestic. And when these trees fall, they actually um, some of them become nurse trees and they provide nutrients for new growth. So it it really is a very holistic ecosystem and you know, they they can um, uh, communicate with one another through the root system and the mycelium, the fungal network, um, underground, and they continue to support each other, um, even when they fall. Wonderful. That's, <laughs>
6: That's beautiful.
0: Uh, Eileen, did you have something you'd like to ask?
6: you know what that's just a magical and very spiritual place and i'm so glad that you had that opportunity to go there beverly and that you listened to that um when i was up there it was i've always had a relationship with trees i think and they're very comforting to me and there's a great um there's a lot of gratitude that i have for trees i had a tree in my yard and i thanked it for its protection and and just for being beautiful and providing for the birds and the little animals that used to climb up it. I, and just like Burke said, we just don't, we just don't appreciate it to the level of what they give. Um, so, I'm surprised that there's only 5%. You can get lost and immersed in it. I could imagine what it was before all that happened. Beautiful place. I got goosebumps when you were telling me. what a wonderful, What a wonderful experience. Thank you for sharing. You're very
0: welcome. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, Their questions and stuff are just really great, aren't they, Beverly?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Enjoy this conversation so much. Uh, Does anybody else have anything on the Redwoods they'd like to ask before we move on? Kim and Lulu? I, I do
5: have one thing. Let me see. I just think that it's amazing that Sophia in Sarasota was communicating with the trees in the opposite coast and and that whole network uh, thing, uh, I I truly believe it and it never ceases to amaze me that we probably have that underdeveloped ability as well to communicate and we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Hopefully we can learn from the trees and and we will be able to, you know, communicate with others without having to travel.
4: <laughs> oh, Lord, is it what you say just gave me goosebumps all over. <laughs> that's one of my current projects is is um, is a deeper communication with the tree beings. but that's that's a whole another story, whole nother yeah. interview. <laughs> but yes, I, and I do think it's coming back. This ability to communicate, I think it's it's latent ability in our DNA that Mm -hmm. we are beginning to be able to access again. So the trees can communicate uh, with each other, and I think we can communicate with them, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful, Lulu. Thank
0: you.
2: Kim.
7: Um, mine's not so much a, about the redwoods and, but just about trees in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like part of a, an experience that I've never seen before. I've always grown up with trees, climb trees, the whole thing. And, you know, here in Florida, I have, you know, a special tree here that, um, you know, that you have, you can sit in and, um, it's a beautiful tree. It's huge. But where I worked, there was an experience with a, a tree that had been um, hurt in the storm. And it had been there for, I don't even know how many years. And, you know, they had tree people come and look at it and they basically had decided that it, it was too hurt. They needed to cut it down. And everybody at the workplace was so upset about it that they ended up having a memorial service for the tree they had um you know people come and do readings they had i mean it had like a huge history um how long it had been there um things that it had you know provided for different people and you know people that had gone there and and you know been under the tree it was just amazing that to be a part of that i had never you know seen you know trees celebrated so much and it's a good thing to see and i Mm. also think that trees um you know if you do listen they give us um clues into you know living and dying and Mm. you know the seasons of life and you know letting go and all that kind of stuff and it's you know we need to take uh, a cue from the from the trees
4: Thank you, that, that's beautiful. Um, nature, trees and nature, they can be great teachers for us. You know, they really model um, how, you, how humans can, can live, our, how we can live our lives as humans. Um, I don't wanna say more successfully, but it, in in ways that we collaborate together, um, of understanding the cycles of, of of that we go through, so they they really do. They can be teachers for us, and it's lovely to hear how your special tree was was honored. Very nice.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for sharing that, Kim. You've talked to me about that tree. I forgot about that tree. You're going to be moving away from that tree. Uh, anything else on the redwoods or anything right now? Um, well, I wanted to go back to your bio, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because I also want to get to your uh, reconnecting uh, to Gaia events, but it says that you're a co-founder of Global Tree Lovers, which empowers harmonious healing connections between trees and humanity at the intersection of spirituality, education, and love. What um what is it you want us to know about global tree lovers?
4: Uh, um this was a group that I started with a few friends um two, three years ago. And we really started Global Tree Lovers to help people. W- respect and honor and deepen their relationship to the natural world and we selected trees for a couple of reasons um, one is um, they're accessible everyone has a tree in their backyard or their neighborhood or a park nearby so it's a an aspect of nature that we can easily connect to And the second part is that the trees um, are eager to work with us. They're happy to work with us. And we already have a wonderful relationship with them. You know, um, we have a reciprocal relationship with them. When we inhale, we're taking in their oxygen. And when we exhale, we're giving them a gift of carbon dioxide back again. So it seemed like the perfect part of nature to to connect with and to create community around. And so Global Tree Lovers, we have three events per year. Um, One of them is the Global Tree Meditation. Um, We also do tree orienting. Uh, which sounds a little strange, but it really is aligning um, humanity with the trees to create healing and harmony between our species. And this is very important because, you know, we always, we haven't always been the best to our tree friends. So this is uh, a way to acknowledge the trees and and to let them know that we are we are aligned with them to uh, live sustainably on the planet. The third thing that Tree Lovers, Global Tree Lovers does, is a celebration of the trees. And that's actually coming up in October. Uh, It'll be at Sacred Lands in St. Pete. And we have um, Tritoni Chrysanthemum coming from Italy with uh, the Master Plants Orchestra, and are you all familiar with with plant music? No, plant music. Come
0: to your house. Yeah.
4: So, plant music. There, there's a device that was developed um in Dominio, which is an eco spiritual community in northern Italy, where they can take a, a little clip and they put it on a leaf and there's a probe that goes near the root. And then this device can take small changes in the electromagnetic field of the plant and and turn it into beautiful music. And, and this is a way for the plants and trees to communicate with us. And then we can, when we communicate back with them, their music changes. So the newest version, the cutting-edge version of this, is the Master Plants Orchestra, where Tritoni can uh, hook up eight plants um, at one time to one device, and the plants pick the music they want to make in relationship to one another. And it's a symphony. It's absolutely beautiful. So the plants will sing... To honor their tree kent at Sacred Lands in October. So, and then there's also going to be um an event here in Sarasota if anybody's interested. It's also on Global True Lovers website.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw that too. I was gonna mention that. And that'll be in the email uh when I send the replay link tomorrow as well. Wow. Um so that rolls right into your reconnecting to Gaia events. Yes.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, again, uh, so Sophia has the best ideas, honest to goodness. (laughs) So um, one, one of my passions is helping people to reconnect to nature and the natural world. And so I created Reconnecting to Gaia. And it's a little bit of a misnomer, misnomer because it implies that there are times where we're not connected to nature. And the truth is we're always connected to nature. It's just that sometimes we forget sometimes we don't remember, sometimes we don't feel it. And I believe it's very important to to be aware of that and to experience it because you've all heard of the saying, we are one. Okay. Well, if that's true and we're not feeling A connection to the natural world we are actually disconnected from parts of ourselves so part of our healing process part of the healing process of human beings is to to reconnect to the natural world because it's part of who we are and so that's that was the foundation or the 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 goals of of reconnecting to Gaia
0: that's true in the yoga therapy uh training lots so many beautiful rich subjects uh were studied and each each of the whether it be anxiety some kind of heart condition cancer recovery no matter what it was One of the healing modalities was to get out in nature, if you're capable of, uh, or bringing nature to you, if you're unable to, um, such as videos or anything, right? Um, But yeah, that was one of the healing modalities, and that really struck me is it was across the board. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter. And this, if we be pro, pro you know, do it before we get ill is the whole idea. Um, Is the whole idea there? That um let me ask who, who
3: wants to ask some questions here. Go ahead, Brooke. Um, you were talking about the electromagnetic connections, like for the music and everything. I wondered if you're aware of or what you think is. Am I still there? Of the Secret Life yes. of Plants that came out in 1973. It was one of the first books to talk about that phenomenon and that plants might be sentient. It's reprinted yes. in 89 and 2002. And I'm sure it's been reprinted again if folks are interested in reading more about that. But I'd like to know what you think, Beverly. Yeah,
4: um, absolutely. Um, I think that was groundbreaking when it came out. And there's there have been many more over the years um, Suzanne Samard also comes to mind. Um, she's a, a PhD researcher at a university in Canada. And she was the one who really scientifically showed that trees do communicate with each other through their root systems and the mycelia. And so science is slowly catching up. <laughs> to to what many of us knew instinctively for, for many years. And I agree with you 100% that trees are sentient. They have an intelligence. It's uh, different from ours. Um, we have our brains up on top and our feet on the ground, and trees are upside down. Um, they have their their brains in the ground okay their, their root system and mycelium is is where their communication takes place and their their leaves are kind of up in the air um, but yeah I I think more and more um, we're beginning to realize that the trees are sentient animals you know think of the whales and the dolphins and the elephants so yeah i i love that point thank you very much for for bringing that up
0: thank you brooke anything else yeah diane go ahead unmute unmute please
1: there we go okay um as far as humans communicating with the trees and i mean i I know back when I was a kid, I, we we lived on a piece of land that was very wooded and I, I would hug the trees and I would talk to them. I've always, in my heart, trees are, other than nature's animals, trees are my favorite thing. And I can't stand ever seeing one cut down ever. It just, I can't. But I just recently uh, found and read in a newspaper, um that trees do communicate and they have this whole system and i didn't know about Mm -hmm. this so Mm -hmm. i now have two books that i was hoping to read before i got to your garden Mm -hmm. vine garden next week i think it is um the hidden life of trees and there's one other one by the same author peter wallenben um so I'm just curious. I have not had a chance to read either one of them yet. I, I pray that I get to it immediately, because I'm so fascinated as to how I mean, I think of trees and I think of them. I talk to them in my native language in English, <laughs> and I don't know how I get feelings back. I don't get conversations, but I get feelings back. And I know that I just found out about their communication systems with all their their little sapling trees and how they look out for them and take care of them, just like animals and just like humans. And it just amazes me. Is there anything yet on um, how to talk to trees in their language? (laughs) Is there such a thing?
4: uh well i think trees understand when we talk to them i think they they can feel our emotion um, Mm. our intention of what we wish to express Um, the closest that i've come to what you describe is the music of the plants devices because it allows the plants or trees um, to communicate with us through the universal language of music. And so when we hear them through the music of the plant's device, it's actually the trees that are communicating with us. And what I find even more remarkable is when we interact with the plants, trees are a little, sometimes a little more difficult just because of the size of them. Uh-huh. But with the plants, their music changes. So there really is a two way communication that goes on between the plants and the people. Wow. And I also believe, and this is just my opinion, but the trees and the plants are always singing to us. You know, when you go for a walk in the woods, you know how good it feels. And I think it's because they're always sending this music to us, it's just, we can't hear it, you know, the, our ears don't pick up the frequency, we, we need a device to translate it for us, but I think they're always sending this
1: music out to us. And you, that's, just, you just explained, I used to always go walking in the woods near my house and just walk through the woods and I loved doing that and I miss that so much now because I don't really have any place to go and that those were always the best experiences that I have that I have memories of growing up is with trees I just love them that is it's amazing this is just exciting it's so exciting i I just want to learn
0: more thanks so much diane who else has questions go ahead kim thank you diane thank you
7: i was just wondering your global tree lovers the organization is there Mm -hmm. um research going on or anything like that like for another you know because right now they use um you know wood for you know, heat sources and you know, a lot of other things. So is there like are they doing research and you know for like different, you know, energy sources and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Is there um is it a fundraising situation? Are they, you know, looking you know yeah, that kind of thing. Explain. Okay.
4: So Global Tree Lovers are four friends that live in Sarasota. <laughs> um, I'm one of them. Um, some of you might know Anne Cederberg, um, and Mary Getton and Rhonda Sandy. And we're just a group of friends that just really felt called to create this, this group to, again, create community. Um, and and we're we're trying to to blend the education with the spirituality piece, um, with respect for nature and the trees. So we don't do any research, but I think fundamentally we, or I should speak for myself, certainly support alternative energy. Um, you know, I have a solar array on the roof of my house, and I have an electric vehicle. And we create the energy, uh, the electricity that we need to to drive our car. So so, I think we all try to walk the talk as much as we can. None of us are perfect, but we all can do something. And um, in Global Tree Lovers, we do try to do as much as we can. And there's a resource page, too, where you can look for some resources as you describe.
0: Okay. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Lulu? No, I was just uh, making note of that. Uh, You you are right that we all should be more conscious of using alternatives that are not necessarily wood. We, We... we think of wood sometimes, woodwork so beautiful, and we don't realize that the wood is a dead tree, basically. There was a living thing that was turned into wood. Uh so thank you for sharing that. That that was a good perspective I didn't think of. Thanks, Lulu.
1: Thanks,
0: Eileen, you got any last thing you want to ask there? You're
6: on you're on mute. I've so enjoyed Jan thank you for introducing us again to somebody uh, an amazing woman that's doing incredible stuff and I think we've all been touched by um, your work and and your passion for all of this it's just wonderful thank you I look forward to meeting you thank you
0: same here thank you Eileen Steph anybody else final words final questions
1: Are there any events by this, um, I didn't get the whole name of it, the floral, the plant part of this? Yeah, I
0: will send that in the uh, the um, replay, when I send the replay link tomorrow. Okay. It's in October at Unity Church in Sarasota. October. I don't know the exact date, but um, okay. uh, right on Proctor Road. It's not hard to find at all, but I'll send all that information when I send out the replay link.
7: Thank
0: um, you. Stephanie, did you have a, a course? Yes. Thank you, Diane. Uh, a question or last question? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's delayed. Um, I'm feeling real t- really guilty. <clears throat> um, like, when you think about all the things that we use trees for, I mean, I get it that you're doing the electric car and that you have solar. I get that, you know. Um, But have you been doing that your whole life? Or just, I guess, I don't know how to like, are they forgiving trees? Uh, Okay.
4: So,
0: yeah, because I did this too when I went, like, oh my gosh, I can't even wait anymore, you know? (laughs) I felt like I was killing everything. So, Beverly did help clear that up. That's a good. Ballot. Okay. So, I, I again, I don't think
4: it's realistic to think we can go to zero. Okay. So, what I try to do is to minimize. Okay. In terms of the amount of paper products that I use, um, I try uh, to minimize the amount of plastics that I use. Um, I try to when I do use the car to do several trips at one time, you know, so there are ways that we can um, help. But I want to reinforce that the goal is not to try to be perfect, because none of us can be perfect. Okay, and, and that just adds a layer of guilt, and, and guilt is not where we want to go. That's that's not a, you know, that, that doesn't serve us, and it doesn't serve nature. Being aware, though, and conscious of our use and our choices, that's something we can do. The other part of that answer um, that I think Jen was alluding to is when we do need to like cut a tree, because sometimes they do have to come down, you know, they're diseased or whatever reason, is to do it with respect and acknowledgement for the service that they've given us. So whether it's a tree or even, Jen, if you're weeding in your yard, (laughs) um, when I do my weeding, I'm always giving thanks even to the weeds for their service, for what they provide, Um, whether it's beauty, but they're in the wrong place or whatever, but to acknowledge them, to acknowledge their gifts to us, um, and talk to them, you know, let, let them know, you know, you always heard the old saying, talk to your plants, they grow better. You know, we can talk to them and let them know that, that we appreciate them, we acknowledge their existence, we thank them for their service. Does that help?
0: Yeah, I also think there's the there's a tad of like they don't uh understand timeline that you said something yes. about the length of their life, like we do, right? Yeah, it's something to that effect if you could just clear that up and then yeah about even like the level of emotions and stuff like that that we feel
4: yeah they have a different view of of life than than we do um so there's not the emotional they don't carry the emotional piece um like we do so you know they have a like the plants have a much faster life cycle and turnaround time So for them, the importance is to to try to create a seed, and then it's the next generation. And that turns over fairly quickly. So if you think about it in those terms, um, it's it's different to, to, to pull a weed or to eat your food um you know i think that's a gift that that's given to us and the important thing again is is to be grateful
0: thank you
3: that good uh any any final questions go ahead brooke i just wanted to say also from a biology and geology point of view you know people that theorize how old the earth is some people use the model but. If the whole length of the earth was a year, humans have only been here for a couple minutes before midnight on December 31st. The trees have been here for tens of millions of years, and we have been here a fraction, you know, like a blink of an eye. So hopefully, with the tree's altruistic nature, which most of our human cultures and societies don't embrace of living together for the greater public good. Um they're going to be just fine on this earth, hopefully. Um I don't know about us, but they've been here for tens of millions of years longer, so yeah. That's
4: yes. well, they they prepared the planet for us, okay? You know the the trees and and the the uh flora in the oceans provided that oxygen that that made life possible for humanity and they continue to help us to this very day so
0: anybody else I want to take a moment to acknowledge uh Lisa Frechette Lisa Frechette is the one that introduced (laughs) and uh who connected to both of us um you may remember Lisa Frechette she was
2: the uh, guest. If you're,
0: it's been a, an incredible connection, and I certainly appreciate it so much, Beverly. What a what a true delight! Great. What a true delight! I knew this would be a fascinating conversation. Thank you again. Do you have any final thoughts before we share your contact information?
4: Well, just a, a thank you to you and and your group for, for being on the call today and for allowing me to to share uh, about my love for the trees. And I got a blast. So thank you so much. It was, it's been great fun. Thank you.
6: Oh,
0: these ladies enjoyed it. We all did tremendously. The website for Global Tree Lovers is globaltreelovers.org. You can also connect with Global Tree Lovers via Facebook and on YouTube. Um, like I said, I'll resend that re- I'll send that YouTube link tomorrow with the replay and that'll connect you to their, their YouTube account. The messages of the Redwoods is also on YouTube and you can watch that. You do yourself a favor and watch that. Uh, you can reach out to Beverly directly, and she'll send you that link if you need to or want to. Or if you're interested in any of her wonderful Reconnecting to Gaia events, just email her at brtempleton at That's b-r-t-e-m-p-l-e-t-o-n at msn.com. Um, so we'll send this information out and more tomorrow along with the replay link please visit zenfulconversations.com and sign up for your free link Um, in gratitude and love Beverly thank you thank you everyone thank you so much again for coming and for supporting these wonderful conversations and your amazing questions and deep and honest gratitude Namaste. namaste
2: namaste Thank
0: Stay. you. Bye bye.